you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Friday, November 17th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. The voice of today's special guest, a man who was destined to be an NFL quarterback. In high school, he was 31-1 and one mm. as a starter. And not just for any high school, the Texas State Champs, the number one ranked high school in the country, Carroll High School. The guy was Mr. Football in Texas, okay? In college, he led Missouri to its first ever number one national ranking. He was the Big 12 Player of the Year, a two-time Heisman candidate, a one-time finalist, finished fourth. And then when it was time to ascend the brightest stage in the game, the NFL and its infinite wisdom allowed this man to go undrafted. The last laugh came in the form of 14 NFL seasons in seven different NFL uniforms, studying, proving, excelling, and constantly recreating. And now he teaches, breaking down the game and the position he knows so well on his YouTube channel. His show, The Chase Daniel Show. His name? Chase Daniel, welcome back to the pod, good sir. That is quite the uh, intro for me. I appreciate that. Looks like somebody did their homework when it was, when we were talking about 18, 20 years ago in high school, which okay. is crazy. Let's circle back to that. 31 and 1. Yeah. I know the one rankles you uh, to this day. What's the one? Who, the, uh, with the loss, yeah. what was that? What happened? So the, the loss was South, so we were South Lake Carroll and we lost to Katie, Andy Dalton. Uh, he wasn't playing at the time in the championship game, but we lost to. The Andy Dalton, uh, Katie, uh, I think they're the Tigers or something, but we lost in the state championship. So we lost 16 to 15 my junior year. So, yeah, we were um, in three years there. I started two on um, varsity as a quarterback, and my sophomore year I actually started on varsity as a as wide a receiver. receiver. Yeah. So we were 47 and one in three years there. We won the state championship 16 and 0 my first year, 15 and one the second year, and then 16 and 0 my senior year. So, um, that one loss, for sure, it still haunts me. A winner start to finish. Uh, you snubbed Texas because they took too long to show you the proper uh, respect that no. you deserved uh, coming from their state. You also snubbed schools like Texas A&M, Maryland, some others. When you went undrafted, 
How maddening and bewildering was that? Well, you know, my agent told me going into the draft, like, hey, even though you are like top 12 in NCAA history and throwing passing yards and touch and all this stuff, he was like, for whatever reason, they don't think you're tall enough. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And that was, you know, 15 What's years that, 2007, ago. basically. Yeah, 2007 was, so 08 was my senior year, 09 draft. Yep. And then now it's like all these short quarterbacks are playing. But it, honestly, it sort of made my path unique and something that I cherish and something that honestly has given me a chip on my shoulder my entire career to try and prove people wrong. Um, and honestly, try to prove people right, the people who believed in me sure. and who thought about me. So I see it both both ends of the spectrum there a little bit. Translation, uh, there is no such thing. There never has been any such thing, no matter who told you what they told you as an NFL quarterback prototype. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and Chase and I would like to welcome you to your viewer's guide to week 11 in the NFL. Chase, along with his colleague and competitor Mikey M, will submit their game picks and score predictions for every Sunday game and for what promises to be an epic Monday night encounter in KC, Eagles and Chiefs, Super Bowl 57 rematch, potential Super Bowl 58 preview. So let's call it Super Bowl 57 and a half. I want to hear how Chase believes this one will go down. I also want to inquire about a couple of games that oddsmakers consider the closest to call this week, the outcomes of which may well depend on the performances of a couple of backup quarterbacks. Chase, the year of the backup could be the name of this NFL movie so far. No one really knows better today than Bengals fans. Guys, you saw the second throw he attempted to make. He cannot grip the ball. He could not raise his elbow. You know, about above a 90-degree angle as he tried to release that ball. He's obviously in pain. He hit the ground after he attempted that first throw. You see the recoil, the reaction there. Now he's headed back to the locker room. Yeah, and that screen grab that you saw yeah. earlier today, yeah. it was nothing. Yeah. It was something. The news of the day, as you very likely know, listener Joe Burrow out for the season. With a torn ligament in his wrist, we saw the pain on his face on that TD throw to Joe Mixon. We saw his inability to grip the ball on the sidelines. And then we saw the anguish and disappointment on his face today when he said this. Yeah, it's tough. You know, you work, you work so hard for, for seasons and moments like these. So when, you know, whenever you get hurt and it, it ends it early, it's, it's tough, to, tough to handle. But... You know, that's part of the game. Been through it before, so just got to grind it out. Yeah, the the play before it happened, I landed on, on the wrist a little bit. Um, and then the next play, you know, the touchdown pass just felt the pop when uh, in the middle of the throw, you know, tried to tried to give it a go, but just couldn't couldn't get it done. So uh, and obviously got the news today, so not great. Final score. Last night, Ravens 34, Bengals 20. The Ravens improved to 8-3. and three. The Bengals drop to 5-5. Five and five. Now, a whole lot of questions being asked about whether Joe Burrow should have been on the injury report before last night's game. The NFL is investigating that, and I know it's important to some of you out there, and I don't want to dismiss it, but I, for one, really don't care. There was certainly no competitive advantage gained by Burrow's name not being on the pregame injury report. And now the Bengals are 5-5, five and five, as we mentioned, outside the playoff picture and without their most important player. My most important player today, Chase Daniel. Thank you for your patience. Yep. Okay, Chase, where does your mind go at the news? Is this just disappointment or is this disaster? It's disaster. 
I mean, it's absolute disaster. Joe Burrow's played four seasons, two of them ended ended in season-ending injuries. So a bit of bad luck. I mean, that's 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 all it is. Because the tackle, um, we saw it, we watched it, and it's just bad luck. Like bracing himself with his right wrist, and 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 yeah, I'm with you. I don't I don't really believe what people are like. Oh, you know, the Bengals posted this on Twitter, and it showed him in a brace, Joe Burrow in a brace, and then they delete like. It, there's no competitive advantage gain. And quite honestly, I, I take what Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow both said about that um, today at face value. Like, yeah, okay. Like it's completely different. And I think what I was witnessing and thinking about when I saw it happen and he, he, he bent over in pain and was like, oh man, like I hope, I hope it's not like too bad. And then when you see him on the sideline, trying to grip a ball like great great shot right there because that's what every it didn't matter what was going on in the games like hey joe burrow how you feeling he goes to throw the football and the ball slips out of his hand and he shakes his head um gives a few choice words and starts running into the locker room and then you were like ah my mind went hey it might not be as bad as it looked because it looked bad when he was throwing on the sideline but then as soon as they rolled him out uh you sort of knew that things were probably probably pretty bad. The question, of course, that everybody is asking is what's next? Well, surgery is expected, as is, by the way, a full recovery for Joe Burrow for the start of next season. Uh, Chase reminded us this is the second time that an NFL season for Joe Burrow has ended with a season-ending injury. The first one was an ACL. He came back from that tear in his knee to become comeback player of the year the yep. next year. So certainly Joe Burrow, the kind of guy that we know him to be, will have his sights set on doing that, repeating that feat again next year. But of course, what's next in the immediate future really is the question. Bengals replacement is Jake Browning. JB, that could be a portend, you know, something good for the future. Another JB, who went 8 for 14 last night for 68 yards and one touchdown. He had four rushes for 40 yards uh, initial scouting report, kind of first blush, first thoughts about Jake Browning. There is no replacing Joe Burrow, but there is a game that has to be played. In fact, seven more games that have to be played for this Bengals team. Your thoughts on Jake Browning? Yeah, I thought he played. I thought he played well. I mean, look, when you go into a game as a backup quarterback, a lot of people don't understand this, and I'm very well versed in it because I was a backup my entire life. Is during the week you get zero, no reps at all. With the first team, you are purely running scout team cards of the other defense for your defense, or the other offense for your defense. And so he was able to go in. He had one career attempt before this game. He was able to go in, thought he ran the offense well. It'll be interesting to see what he does with a full week of practice, getting all the reps, speaking his mind to Zach Taylor. Hey, I like this play. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. They were obviously big on him during training camp because when Joe Burrow went down, they gave him every single rep in training camp. And it just blows my mind. My, my, my mind, like, this has nothing to do with Jake, Jake Browning. My mind goes to, like, what a wasted season for the Bengals. And I hope JB, Jake Browning, does well. But in terms of, like, you're telling me you have that kind of roster in Cincy and you go into the season with Jake Browning and now A.J. McCarron behind him as your backup quarterback, and you don't protect your most precious investment, which is the Joe Burrow contract, with another, say, give me a $5 million deal. I mean, like, that's the going rate. Now, a couple better top-end guys are going for eight. 
Okay, but give give me five million. Give me uh, RG three. Give me even Colt McCoy. Now he's on the street. Nick Foles, like a guy that you can at least trust to come in and give you a shot to win. I mean, and even like Colin Kaepernick. Like go ahead and say it like that. Like he deserves another chance in my opinion. And it's just like teams are so like they're wanting to spend less and less and less. And I get it, but salary cap keeps rising. Protect your investment. Like maybe this will be a wake-up call to teams around the National Football League that have horrible backup quarterback situations. Translation, no plan B. Plan Burrow wasn't enough. That's your plan A. You needed a better plan B. No disrespect to Jake Browning. We certainly hope that he does well in Joe Burrow's absence. But Joe Burrow's absence is, of course, the story of the day in the NFL and certainly the story of the day for the Bengals team and Bengals fans all around the world. Now, the Bengals are 5-5, five and five, dropped to 5-5 five and five with that loss last night. Their remaining schedule, here's who's on it, y'all. Steelers, Jags, Colts, Vikings, Steelers again, Chiefs, and Browns. The one thing all of those teams have in common, not one of them has a losing record. In fact, Colts are the only team with a 500 record. The rest are winning NFL teams, making for the toughest remaining strength of schedule in the NFL. So it goes from bad to worse. It only gets tougher from here. So now, Chase, it becomes a matter of strength of character in the face of that strength of schedule. Can you make a case for hope in Cincy? If so, what would it be? The defense and Joe Mixon. That, 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 I mean, let's just be real. When you said that schedule, it's brutal, right? I know we talked about it in our production meeting, and but to hear you say it out loud, every single one of those teams has a very legitimate shot at making the playoffs. And so um, it's going to be tough. And I don't think that you can lean on Jake Browning. He's going to be called upon to make plays, of course, but. That defense, honestly, has has played really well um, as of late, other than the Texans. I, I say as of late, early in the year. As of late, the Texans put up a lot on them. The Ravens put up a lot on them. So they're reeling a little bit, but they got to get that defense back to the first five or six games of the year because I thought they were playing really well. And then, um, like Joe Mixon, right now they are 31st in the National Football League in attempts rushing per game, and they are 31st in the National Football League in rushing yards per game at a little under 80 yards. So that will not cut it. A rushing game as a quarterback's best friend, as you well know, and they are going to need Joe Mixon now more than ever. Okay, so a running game is certainly a quarterback's best friend. A really good, dependable tight end has to be a close second. Let's look to the significant injury on the other sideline. And Mark Andrews is still on the ground. He was twisted as he went to the ground. He was hit by inside linebacker Logan Wilson, and Andrews is down on his back as a hush settles over the stadium. All-pro tight end Mark Andrews out for the season with a cracked fibula and ankle ligament damage. Chase, give us a picture, paint for us the picture of just how challenging and disappointing it is for a quarterback to lose your favorite target. Yeah, not only your favorite target, he's a top three or four tight end in the, in the league and honestly one of Lamar's like better friends. And, and honestly, like you can talk all you want about how great Mark Andrews is because he is. He's Lamar's security blanket. He's a leader on the football team. He's all these things. Um, but to me, I, I ended up paying attention more to the human aspect of it. Lamar Jackson peels off his helmet and kneels down next to his star tight end. And so to see Lamar's reaction when um, he saw the hip drop tackle on Mark Andrews, um, it, was, it was hard to watch. And you just, America could feel just what 
not only Mark Andrews meant to the team, but what he meant to Lamar. And so that was that was difficult to watch. Lamar Jackson has a career record now as a starter of 53 and 19. Listener, I want you to just just think about those numbers. 53 wins against only 19 losses. That's a 74% win clip for his career against all competition in what has been a dominant AFC, if we look top to bottom, depth to breadth of a conference. The AFC has been the better conference for years now, really, for the entirety of Lamar Jackson's career. And he's winning almost three out of every four games. Now, Mark Andrews out for the season. Lamar is actually statistically better uh, without Andrews on the field. His passer rating goes up, his completion percentage goes up. All to say, there is hope for the Ravens team and for Lamar Jackson without his friend, without their security blanket, without their all-pro tight end. Statistically speaking, anyway, they have learned before to live without Mark Andrews. Our thoughts certainly go out to both Joe Burrow and Mark Andrews. It is never uh, a good situation to end your season with an injury, both painful emotionally and physically. Good luck to both of those young men. We cannot wait to see both of you back out on the field again very soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Chase Daniel. And just moments ago, this Friday party was crashed by a rather welcome (laughs) guest, actually, the Sweet Potato Kid. Mike Yam, welcome back, bud. Well, I appreciate it. I actually... I thought of it as crashing the party i was told to come i thought you guys were going to kick me out of the studio by the way it, there's air conditioning in yeah, there's air. ac in here I now like so we still have a fat cam but at least you're not sweating profusely so no. we, you know we're one and for I'm two not on right the fat now cam today. I'll uh, <laughs> now that yam's here let's remind you that first of all this is your friday game picks 
duo. These are the guys who are putting their reps on the line to make these game picks. And listener, I don't know that you know how fortunate you are to have these two because they are picking winners at a clip that goes well beyond even the best experts in the game. Mikey Am is 90 and 60 so far this season, and he is eight games back <laughs> of Chase crazy. Daniel, who is He's 98 good. and 52. <laughs> 98 and 52 after a week that you were bemoaning yeah. as being a, a real down week for you, but you guys are both killing it. Um, and listener, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so thrilled and honored to have both of you back in the chair. Mikey Am, thanks for, for making the time to come. I'm running up here. Hell yeah. This is your NFL viewer's guide to week 11. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast. And the next topic can be defined as a situation in which all outcomes or options are equally possible or equally attractive. Translation, a toss-up. More to the point, two toss-ups. The two games considered the closest to call this week. Game number one, gentlemen, Steelers and Browns. Now, Browns are the home team, and even in the absence of Deshaun Watson, they are favored by one and a half. The total in this game has been set at a remarkably low 32 and a half. Now, Kevin Stefanski will have to protect Dorian Thompson-Robinson. That's what I heard earlier today from Mr. Chase Daniel. Chase, real quick. What does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah, um, I just think that, you know, first of all, I'm a little surprised that they went with DTR over PJ. I am and, too. Um, PJ, in my opinion, at least gives you the best opportunity to win a ball game. And um, nothing, nothing bad to be said about DTR. We just don't know a lot about him. Look, he had a tough go his first game, three interceptions. Okay, is what it is. Um, but it will be interesting to see um, DTR get the full week's worth of reps. Yeah, I think that is a big deal. And um, and we are not talking about a team, Mikey M, that is outside the playoff picture. The Browns are yeah, six and three. They are currently the keepers of the sixth seed in the AFC, one behind their opponent, the Steelers, who are the fifth seed. Both of these teams are six and three. Mikey M, you watched DTR play a lot at UCLA. Um, can you give us a scouting report on a player that? Many of us knew because he had so many starts for Chip Kelly at UCLA, sure. but we don't know him as an NFL quarterback. What do you see? Yeah, so a couple things, and I, I don't think Chase is wrong here. I think you really could go either way on this game, and maybe P.J. is that a, a, the, the guy that gives them a better chance to win, but I would push back on a couple things. One, and I don't, <laughs> I probably shouldn't use this because I got mad at myself the other day because preseason clearly doesn't mean anything the way things have played. But DTR was one of the better quarterbacks we saw in the preseason, number one. Number two, you mentioned the Chip Kelly aspect of this. DTR, I pretty much saw every single one of his games and talked to Chip repeatedly over the years where about DTR specifically. His growth over that four-year span is significant. We give a lot of credit to quarterbacks when they have a lot of college starts. Now, DTR only had one year of high school starting experience at Bishop Gorman in Vegas, uh, which is a powerhouse uh, program, but once again, only one year start. So there really was significant growth for him over the four years. His name litters UCLA's record books. Now you could say, hey, it's college. Is it apples to apples? No, it's not. But I do think it's telling that that coaching staff said, hey, we're going to give the reins to DTR because I think one thing that Chase mentioned, the three interceptions in that first start barely got any first team reps that we can practice because oh. he found out very late that Deshaun Watson was going to play. And oh, by the way, it's still the Baltimore Ravens who I would argue have the best defense in the NFL. So and look, it's not going to get easier against Pittsburgh. My point is he's played in a pro style offense under Chip Kelly, understands how to read defenses, super competitive. There's one quote in particular I remember talking 
before the draft to one of his coaches at UCLA, and he said, Mike, he's the most competitive person I have ever been around. I rolled my eyes, and I said, Coach, I'm sure you would tell me that about a lot of your players in the past. He said, Mike, I would tell you there's a lot of competitive players, but I truly mean this. I don't know if we've had another player in this program over the years that's been more willing to do whatever it takes to win. Case in point, and if any Cleveland Browns fans, you probably already have seen it, go back to his last game at UCLA against USC. It was such a gutsy performance. They lost that game, so maybe not the best evidence <laughs> He there, did throw but... that late pick, so I'm oh, not sure man. that you're loving the evidence you're bringing <laughs> know, to the court right now. There, there's like this 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 aura about him. Yes, and there I, is. To me, I just or said, at you least know what, there at was. There, at least yeah. there was, and I and thank you for that context. Now, Chase, I sort of ran roughshod over you and didn't get the answer to the question I asked because you said that Kevin Stefanski will very likely be in a mode to protect DTR. Now that we know a little bit more about him, thank you, Mike Yam, what does that look like? Well, it's going to come down to two things. It's going to come down to running the football with the Browns. They have one of the best, I think the second ranked rushing offense in the National Football League. They're going to get a heavy dose of that um, come Sunday. And then also, uh, it's easy to say it, but protect the football. And um, don't make throws, don't force throws down the field. Take what the defense gives you. A punt in this game is not a bad thing. The Steelers on offense have only had 18 red zone drives. By far the fewest red zone drives. It's not even close to 31st. So pin them deep, win the field goal field game, or win the field game. position game, rather, yes. and you give yourself a chance. Translation, according to Chase Daniel uh, Browns, listen up. Every drive must end in a kick, whether that is a field goal, whether that is an extra point, that's perfect scenario, or whether that. that's a punt. Just don't give the ball away. Okay, that as context. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Chase Daniel, what's your pick for this game? Steelers, 20-12. to 12. And that was before I even looked at the over-under, too. Which you, so you nailed. Know. You're half a point yeah. under. Uh, what's your case? Um... <laughs> It's the Steelers. Somehow they find a way to win. It's unbelievable. And I think that at the end of the day, if you put that Steelers defense, even though it's a classic, it's it's a little different than Steelers defenses than most because they're giving up a decent amount of yards through the air. I think uh, they're eighth most in rushing, giving up. It's the classic bend, don't break. Yeah. So they're holding people to field goals. So it could be a lot of field goals for Dustin or for um, for yeah, Dustin Hopkins, Hopkins yeah. um, on that side. And and at the end of the day, like I, I would love, to, like to take you. You got to take Steelers defense over a rookie quarterback in in like a, a second start. Like like it just doesn't. Okay, so Chase Daniel, his pick is the Pittsburgh Steelers. His score is 20-12, to 12, and his case is, look, DTR, for whatever his upside might be, faces just too stern a, uh, a challenge against a Steelers defense. Mike Yam, why is he wrong? Yeah, I got look, I think this is a close game. I have Browns winning it 14-12. to 12. I just feel better about their team's defense at home because it's not exactly like Pittsburgh is torn it up uh, on the offensive side. And I think the best point that I've heard about this game comes from Brian Baldinger in our meeting today. So I'm going to credit him on this one. He said the Cleveland Browns offense just needs to get to the 35. Hopkins, who Chase just made reference to, 7 for 7 in field goal attempts from 50 or greater. You hear something like that and you go, damn, if this is a field position game like Chase just referenced, maybe that's enough for Cleveland to win this game. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Chase Daniel. And now, yes, the sweet potato kid, Mike Yam, is in the chair. Let's move on to game number two, the Seahawks and the Rams. The line in this one, gentlemen, is one. Seahawks, the road team, are favored by one. The total for this game is 46.5. Now, injury news to report on this one for the Seahawks. Tyler Lockett was a non-participant in practice for the Rams. Matthew Stafford, a full participant in practice. Rather significant news for Sean McVay's game. Mike M, what's your pick in this one? So I went Seattle. By the way, I had no I, I don't really even look at the lines heading into this thing, so I'm shocked to hear that it's that close. Are you surprised by that? Well, it that... was three and a half early this week, and then it just went to one and a half. So even though even though the Rams, they're the home team, okay, whatever. Seattle's gonna take over this stadium. Yeah. The Rams on offense are gonna be using. So it really isn't uh, you, you know what I mean? It's Seattle. There is something about SoFi, and it's no disrespect to either the Rams or the Chargers or their fan bases, but there is something alluring about SoFi, as we have learned uh, since (laughs) they broke ground and since they opened their doors, that road teams travel really well. They stand up and represent. It is a wonderful place to go, and people are taking full advantage. So road teams do feel often quite at home uh, at SoFi. Nothing wrong with that. It's part of the reason that we love these NFL Sunday contests. But Mikey Am, so you have the Seahawks winning this one. Are you surprised that the line made its way down to one? Yeah, I'm really surprised because I was going back and forth. My initial gut when I was submitting my picks was... I'll let you know on Friday, which was my note. Yeah, he often producer. does this. He often kicks, um, kicks on the, the can down the road waiting, until Friday, which he did for, again today, <laughs> waiting for the Matthew yeah. Stafford news, which is yeah, totally fair enough. Which I was, which, by the way, maybe is insignificant because I'm still going Seattle knowing that Matthew Stafford was. <laughs> it, part of Here's where I net out on this A one. delay tactic. Maybe I, he was I waiting to see no, 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 an no. email Cole, with your Cole, score the, on it, the, Chase. The Rams, um, I think, have played better than we had anticipated. I do think their defense is better than we give credit for considering the turnover that we've seen on that side, I, I just got to be honest. Like, I, I just think Seattle's a better football team. Yeah. And in my mind, that's where I'm netting out on this one. Because the last few weeks, I've been trying to make the pick based off of what I think Chase is going to do <laughs> to try to make up some ground. And I got mad because I should have done better last week. I know I won last week, but it, it should have been better if I went with my gut. 
And you told me this. You've been telling me for this for weeks. I have. You said, just go with your gut. My gut is Seattle's a better football team. They're going to win this game. Okay, so the better football team wins. I think at this stage of the season, that metric comes into play even more. The better team really should win games when everybody's a little banged up. There are injuries on both sides of the ball. Uh, It really is about the quality of the roster, the quality of preparation that should tell the story by the end of a 60-minute contest. So your score again, Seattle? 27-24. 27-24. 27-24. 27-24. Mike M sees the Road Hawks beating the home Rams. Chase Daniel, do you agree? Yeah. Seahawks 27-20. So you've got them winning by a touchdown. You've got them winning by a field goal. Chase, play the other side of the coin here for me, though. What's the excuse for both of you? If the home team Rams do win, it will have been because of what? Matthew Stafford back off of a rest, off of an interesting injury to your thumb, which is, I've had something like that before, not quite as as um, bad, but it just is really difficult to, to grip a football. Uh, and you obviously saw um, Brett Rippon go up to, um, you know, Green Bay, didn't play very well. Um, and uh, I li- I'm a Brett Rippon fan, but you can't you can't replace Matthew Stafford. And, and quite honestly, when Stafford is, is rolling, he has shown this year with that trio of receivers that the Rams have, right? But then you look on the other side and you see that that vaunted defense. That That is by far on Seattle the strength of their team, in my opinion. So it'll be a good matchup. I think the Rams are going to uh, um, throw for a, a good bit of yards, and they're, they're going to test the secondary. The secondary's been really good all year long. But at the end of the day, I just think, like like Yam said, the better team wins, and, and that's Seattle. So both Chase Daniel and Mike Yam believe that the Seattle Seahawks are, A, the better team and will be be the winner uh, come the end of this game between the Seahawks and the Rams on Sunday. However, Chase Daniel reminds us that with Matthew Stafford back in the lineup for the Rams, if the Rams do get a win, it will very likely be because of number nine, Matthew Stafford. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast, and coming up, we'll have game picks and score predictions from Mike Yam and Chase Daniel for every remaining Week 11 game. Now, guys, if I could only watch one game in Week 11, no hesitation. Monday night, Eagles and Chiefs, Super Bowl 57 and a half. That's what I'm calling it. The last meeting, one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen. Everyone who claims the Chiefs' kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection. This time around, well, that's the question. The Chiefs are favored by two and a half. The total for this game is 45 and a half. Chase, it has the potential to be a mid-season classic. Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown leading a top 10 offense top 10 total offense, and the number one rushing defense in the NFL is also wearing green and silver. Patrick Mahomes, the reigning MVP and champion, let's not forget that. Travis Kelsey, of course, a heavily doubted wide receiver room, helps to have Andy Reid designing plays for this offense, but it's actually Steve Spagnola's gang leading the defending champs this year. This is a top five total defense, fourth ranked passing defense. Both teams, incidentally, have a negative turnover differential, giving it away more than they take it away. But in spite of it, both of these teams are, of course, the best teams currently in their respective conferences. Eagles 8-1, and one, Chiefs 7-2. and two. Those are the stats. Mike Yam, what's the story? Eagles defensive line doing in this game what they didn't do in the Super Bowl. They did not record a sack in the Super Bowl a season ago. They had 70 sacks on the season. That is historically terrific. 
and couldn't get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Now, they're not getting to the quarterback at the same rate as they did a season ago. They're fifth in the NFL in sacks, but I do think that this is a different Chiefs offense. Now, Mahomes hasn't taken a ton of sacks this year, but he has been hit a fair amount. I think he's been hit maybe the third amount in the NFL, but once again, he's so elusive that he's just not collecting a a bunch of sacks this year. I got to imagine he's probably bottom five in that category. To me, I think the Eagles' defensive line is going to try to flex. It is a long way away from the Super Bowl loss, but something tells me you get to that point of your career in the biggest game that you'll play and you don't have that win, it still would be haunting me as a player. I think the defensive line comes up big. That, to me, is the biggest story in this game. So your pick is the Eagles. Eagles. Can I infer from that? What's your score? 28-27. I think this is a final drive type of thing. It's going to be a close football game, and and to me, that's the difference. And Mahomes, by the way, this is still not the Kansas City offense from a season ago. Average about 23 points per game. That's the lowest total since 2014. This is not the team that they were a season ago on the offensive side. That said, with all the laughing that's being done right now in the AFC, the Chiefs are doing it. Everyone's still looking up at them, and there's quarterback issues, and I know you guys chronicled it at the the start of this podcast. Quarterback issues across the board in the AFC. So, to me, Kansas City is is still probably the inside track maybe to get to the Super Bowl. I still like Baltimore, but I think Philly wins this game. Mike Yam's pick for the Monday night Eagles-Chiefs game. Eagles win it by a point, 28-27. His case... Well, the Eagles defense. Mikey M said, you heard him say it a second ago, listener, that this is a final drive kind of game. I wonder if, based on your analysis, if the final drive that we can expect to see is an Eagles defense stopping the Chiefs on a final drive to preserve that 28-27 victory as you see it. Chase Daniel, why is he wrong? Um... Patrick Mahomes, baby. Yeah. Like yeah. it just, in it, it, it just. It's almost insane. too easy an answer, isn't but, it, Mike? But in the biggest moments you know? of the biggest games, like he shines the brightest. And I know there's been a lot of talk this year about the quarterback room or the, the receiver room and just how he hasn't got the trust. Like, look, we're gonna break it down and cut to the chase today. And and I wanted to break down Mahomes because they are so close to breaking out. And listen, everyone wants to talk about for uh like how bad of an offense quotes they are. Um, look, they're they're top 10 in almost every major offensive category. So maybe they're bad for what they expect themselves to be. But overall, I mean, they're top eight in, in almost every category. They are, but Mike Yam's point is a very good one. They're averaging 23 points a game, which is the a lowest for that franchise in a decade. That is not insignificant when you consider playing teams like the Eagles, who routinely, uh, casually put 30 points on the board. Yeah, and that and then that's the other thing. Like Mahomes, of course, and then the Chiefs defense, right? It's the best that they've had since um, Andy Reid's gotten there. It's not even close since Mahomes has gotten there. And honestly they're still winning games and they're still the one seed with this quote unquote bad offense. So you gotta be really happy if you're Chiefs fans. Now this game, it can go down one of two ways. And quite honestly, when I was picking this game, I always had the Chiefs in mind um, to win. Because they paid a bunch of your bills for a while. Yeah, absolutely, three years, love you. Shout out KC, uh, Chiefs Kingdom. However, I honestly, I don't know why, (laughs) but my mind went to that LA Rams Chiefs game broadcast that was like 55 to 50. And and it was like I'm like Remember that was a game that was scheduled to be played in Mexico, but they yes. had field issues in Mexico. So they rescheduled it. I think it was at the Coliseum if memory serves. It was Coliseum. Yeah. And and so that like that that to me, and I'm not quite sure, maybe it was twenty nineteen. 
2018. But but what like I just had thoughts like that could go down with two of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League this year. However, and then I then it came to my senses and I said, you know what? These are two really good defenses. It's either one of two ways. It's either like a shootout or a defensive struggle a little bit and in games like this. And you ended up going the defensive struggle yeah. route. What's your final score? Chiefs 20-17. to 17. I agree that it's a last drive type game. Yeah, can I, I just want to make one point here, which is actually speaks to what you, he's talking about. Chase just said it. From a Kansas City perspective, maybe their offense has taken a little bit of a hit, but from a defensive standpoint, you're right. This is probably the best defense that Andy Reid has had since he's been in Kansas City. I'm just eyeballing this. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm looking at the Eagles' schedule here. The one loss that they have is against the Jets who live on what their defense yeah. does. This is probably going to be either the first or the second best defense. It depends if you like Kansas City's defense better than the Jets. The point is, this is arguably the best defense that Philadelphia is going to match up against. And in the one test that they did have against the league's premier defense in New York, they, they lost. I like that. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am joined by the Friday duo of game picks and score predictions experts, Mike Yam and Chase Daniel. Guys, thank you so much for your time today. Before we let you go, I don't always, I never ask you guys for locks because, you know, this is the real world. And there's really no such thing as a lock. The better team doesn't always win because the better team isn't always the better team on the day. And this season, more than any in recent memory, fails to provide anything in the way of certainty. Certain outcomes do not exist. And that makes for a very interesting exercise every week for both Mike Yam and Chase Daniel. Chase leads the game picks competition by eight. So perhaps there is one certainty in all of this. You are a hell of a lot better, Chase, than most people <laughs> in our business. But let's have some fun. Um, let's say that both of you have been overserved at your local watering hole. And in a moment of indiscretion, you turn to a guy who you pretend to like out of respect to your wife, Chase, and your girlfriend, <laughs> Michael. And you get puffed up with pride and you dare to call one of your picks this week a lock. I can't believe you did that, both of you. Oh, the arrogance. Which game is it and why, Mike? I'll start with you. Uh, to me, it's easy. Bears, Lions. I've been high on Detroit. I picked them last week. Did you have Lions with me? Uh, yeah. We were on the same yeah. page on that one. So, um, you know, we both felt good about Detroit. I think they handle business against Chicago, even with Justin Fields and and the whole deal. There's some other candidates, though, like Raiders, Dolphins. I think Miami rolls in that game. And, um Dare I say Cardinals Texans, although I paused for a minute because of what Kyler, you actually had texted us on our thread this weekend. Kyler, man, he hadn't lost a step off that ACL. Okay, so interesting. So your pick, your lock, if you were to be so bold, would be the Detroit Lions. Stand up Detroit Lions. Uh, didn't mention the Cowboys. Threw in oh, the Dolphins, which I yeah. think, yeah, no, but you, you yeah. mentioned the Dolphins, which I think a lot of us agree. We'd be very surprised if the Dolphins get overturned. And of course, you threw out the possibility of Texans, Cardinals. Cardinals. I paused for a moment, but you're right. Like the biggest in terms of points, yeah. the differential uh, based off of my picks was Cowboys, Panthers. But so for you, it's Lions. Lions is your yeah. lock. And I love that. Yeah. Chase, if you were to be so bold, what's the game that you feel most certain about? What was the pick that you felt just best about? America's team, man, the Cowboys. Cowboys, they, they learned their lesson early in the year at Arizona to not overlook any team. And I, I saw a quote from Jerry Jones was like, we learned our lesson. We're not going to do that anymore. Like, I just feel like they're going to go and absolutely pummel those guys. And honestly, the way they're playing on offense right now, like this, this is a this could be a very scary Dallas team come playoff time. If they continue to put away bad teams and compete 
with really good teams. Last question, and uh, Messrs. Daniel and Yam, I will remind you that as cooperative as you've been as witnesses, you were both still under oath. What is the one game pick that caused you the most doubt uh, this week? The one that you may have even gone back and forth on before committing pick to paper. Chase, I'll start with you. Well, it's easy to say Eagles Chiefs because that's the closest in my opinion. However, I I thought um, that the Vikings Broncos yes, game. Yes. Are you in agreement here? My, was, Mike's was eyes lit that. up. I was going to cut you off on your yeah. question and ask this question to Chase. So I'm with him. So on this. both yeah. of you. Very um, interesting. Uh, why? Well, the, the the Broncos right now are, are playing some of the best ball that they've played all year long. Um, Sean Payton team obviously won three in a row. Um, getting that offense figured out and the defense balling, giving up a dude. seventy burger um, uh, week three. three against Miami to now, I mean, gave up nine points to the Chiefs, gave up 17 points to the Packers, 22 to the Bills, and finding a way to win. Like, And now on Sunday good. Night Football, they are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite, a total of 42-and-a-half over a team with a winning record, the 6-4 and four, uh, Minnesota Vikings. Mike Am, you agree. This totally. is the one that gave you the most consternation. 100% because I have not been high on the – like I was downing Josh Dobbs, and I shouldn't, but this is still a team that's won five straight games. When we were making the case for the Lions last week, I had said, hey, their toughest opponents remaining on their schedule was the game that they won against the Chargers and the Dallas Cowboys. Well, guess what? They got two matchups against Minnesota, and based off of what we saw against the Saints and the fact that they continue to roll off wins, that was a road game for the Atlanta Falcons uh, when Minnesota beat them. Uh, it, it was a road game for the Vikings in Atlanta when they beat them with Josh Dobbs as their starting quarterback with basically signing, what, a day or two before he got there. I Vikings would scare the bejesus out of me, but I'm leaning with you here. It has less to do with Russ cooking and more with that defense. Yeah. I'm buying on Denver's defense right now. I really appreciate that, though. So the biggest no-brainer for these guys, Mike Yam says it's the Lions over the Bears. Uh, Chase Daniel says it's the Cowboys. And the biggest head-scratcher for these guys, well, it's the game between the Vikings and the Broncos. Uh, you sort of gave away where you're leaning. Both of you seem to be leaning toward the Broncos. Yeah. But coming up in a moment, listener, we will put some shape to all of these picks with game picks and score predictions from both Mike Yam and Chase Daniel. That's coming up in a bit. So, listener, stay right there. After the break, the moment of truth. Well, predicted truth anyway. Game picks and score predictions for every NFL game in Week 11. Coming up next on NFL Total Access, the podcast. Get the f out of here. Yeah. I'm out. We interrupt this podcast for the best three minutes in fantasy football. This week's three-minute warning from fantasy phenom Adam Rankin. Look, you have two options in fantasy football. You can merely play it, or you can actually win it. This segment, incidentally, is for winners, but of course, no judgment. The choice is yours. Adam Rank, the mic, well, that is yours. Thank you so much, Andrew. It is time for the best three minutes in fantasy football. You know what? You can go pick up your replacement for Joe Burrow right now. The first place I'd look, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, both players rostered in about 50% of leagues. So depending on the size of your league, they might or might not be available. After that, it gets kind of grim. You're looking at Jordan Love, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, who's battling through an injury, Kenny Pickett, Bryce Young, these are your options. Gardner Minshew, it's not great, but if you act quickly, you can get the jump on some people who will wait around for next week. Go get it taken care of right now. Same thing with the tight ends as well. Three smash starts of the week, and I'm going to start with David Montgomery in a revenge game against the Chicago Bears. If you saw last week, 
Jameer Gibbs went out of bounds on the two-yard line. They were going to pull him out of the game, but David Montgomery said, no, you go out there and you get that touchdown. That kind of selflessness leads me to believe the Lions are going to do everything in their power to make sure that David Montgomery has the game of his life against the Chicago Bears, much to my chagrin, as somebody from Schaumburg, Illinois. My next guy is going to be Brees Hall. This Jets offense needs to run the football. He's had at least 20 fantasy points in three out of his last five. And remember, last week he had a touchdown called back. He has a great receiver out of the backfield. They have to lean on this guy. Get Brees Hall into your lineups. And finally, I'm going to say this, Jerome Ford. I know a lot of you are wondering what DTR does to this Browns offense. I say he's going to be pretty good. I remember watching him last season at UCLA doing some things where you're like, hey, this is a player who can come to the NFL and make an immediate impact. So I know that you're you're frightened. You're scared. He's going, he's going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's fine. We're firing up our Browns. Ah, maybe, maybe not Amari Cooper. But Jerome Ford is a definite must start. Some guys that we're going to be fading uh, this week. Let's start with Quentin Johnston. I know that Keenan Allen is battling some injuries this week, but at the same time, we cannot go with somebody like Quentin Johnston. Instead, I would look at Jalen Guyton as a much better option for you. Isaiah Pacheco is probably a must start for you, but I'm a little worried. A little worried about his matchup this week. A uh, tough one going up against the Philadelphia Eagles, who've been strong against the run. And then there's Jordan Love. Is Jordan Love a start for you? Listen. I understand the mathematics of it, and you look at it, and you're like, hey, is this something that I do? Do I start? No. Do not stream them. Don't send me a text or a tweet or anything like that asking me if you're going to start him over Josh, Josh Allen. That's ridiculous. A couple of guys that you also need to look out for. Uh, Ty Chandler could be the RB1 for the Minnesota Vikings. Alexander Madison's status is in doubt. Uh, again, we mentioned DTR, and I also like Rico Doddle. Rico Doddle is a player that needs to be on your fantasy roster. Are you starting him this week? Nah, I don't know, but he needs to be rostered because the Cowboys are a much better team when they're running out there with two running backs. And also, as a sleeper, I'm just throwing this one in, A.J. Dillon. If you're looking for a Packer to play, make it A.J. Dillon. That's it. Andrew, take it away. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. This is your Week 11 viewer's guide to all of the remaining games on the NFL schedule. And the next topic is called Crystal Ballin'. Mike Yam and Chase Daniels game picks and score predictions for every Week 11 game, starting with Chargers Packers. The Los Angeles Chargers, a three-point road favorite. The total for this game is 43-and-a-half. Both Mike Yam and Chase Daniel agree the Chargers will prove their favored status. Mike Yam sees a slightly tighter game, sees the Chargers winning this one 28-21. Chase Daniel says it will be a two-touchdown gap in the end. Final score, Chargers 31, Packers 17. Titans-Jags. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a seven-point favorite at home. The total for this game is 40 and a half. Neither Mikey M. nor Chase Daniels spent too much time overthinking this one. They have the Jags winning it. Mikey M.'s final score, Jags 24, Titans 14. Chase Daniels' final score, Jags 27, Titans 16. Raiders Dolphins. 
One of the bigger spreads of the week, one of the bigger spreads we've seen in a while, actually. The Miami Dolphins are favored by 12 and a half at home. The total for this game is 46 and a half. Mike Yam sees a Raiders cover with their recent uptick in form, but he does see a Miami Dolphins home win. Final score for the Yammer, Dolphins 30, Raiders 20. Chase Daniel says it's not close. Dolphins win it 38-17. Cowboys, Panthers. The Dallas Cowboys, a road favorite by 10 and a half. That's a big number on the road. The total for this game is 41 and a half. Mike Yam says the Cowboys double them up, 34-17. Chase Daniel says the Cowboys double them up and then some. Final score, Dallas 40, Carolina 14. Cardinals, Texans. The Houston Texans, the rather surprising and so fun to watch Houston Texans, a four and a half point favorite at home. The total for this game is 48 and a half. Don't forget Kyler Murray back in the mix for Arizona, but Mike Yam, Chase Daniel unmoved. Both have the Texans winning it. Mike Yam's final score, Texans 28, Cardinals 21. Chase Daniel says the Texans win by even more. His final score, 33-17. Steelers-Browns. A very significant game in the AFC. It's being played in Cleveland. Cleveland is the home team. Cleveland is the favorite by one and a half. And yes, that is in spite of the absence of Deshaun Watson. The total for this game, as we mentioned before, a shockingly low 32 and a half. Mike Yam says... It's that low for a reason. His final score, Browns win it 14-12. to 12. Chase Daniel disagrees for the first time this week. Sound the upset alert. Chase Daniel sees the Steelers, the road team, winning it by eight. Final score, 20-12. to 12. Giants Commanders. The Washington Commanders, the home team and the home favorite by nine and a half. The total for this game, 36 and a half. Mike Yam says the Commanders win it, but only by four. Final score, 21-17. Chase Daniel says the Commanders win it by 18 in the end. Final score, Commanders 28, Giants 10. Bears-Lions. The Detroit Lions, a seven and a half point favorite at home. The total for this game is 47 and a half. Now, Mike Yam circled this game as his de facto lock, and yet he sees the Lions win, but only by a touchdown. Final score, Lions 27, Bears 20. Chase Daniel says it's a two touchdown spread. In the end, final score, Detroit 34, Chicago 20. Buccaneers 49ers. San Francisco 49ers, the home team and the favorite, a big favorite, 11 and a half. The total for this game, 41 and a half. Mike Yam says, not so fast. Yes, the Niners win it, but only by a touchdown. His final score, 28-21. Chase Daniel says, not so fast. Don't listen to Mike Yam. 49ers win it by 24 in the end. Final score, 34-10. Jets, Bills. An undoubtedly significant game in the AFC East between the bewildering Jets and the free-falling Bills. Buffalo, a touchdown favorite at home. The spread is seven. The total is 40. Mike Yam says the Bills will win by seven, 21-14. Chase Daniels says the Bills win by 11, 24-13. Seahawks, Rams. 
Seahawks, the road favorite. We talked about this game moments ago. They are favored by one. This game did open at three or three and a half, depending on who you were looking at. It has moved to one. The total for this game, 46 and a half. Both Mike Yam and Chase Daniel agree the Seahawks win it, but it will be tough sledding. Mike Yam's final score, Seahawks 27, Rams 24. Chase Daniel's final score, Seahawks 27, Rams 20. Let's move to the Sunday night game between Vikings Broncos. The Denver Broncos, the suddenly hard to beat Denver Broncos, the home team, the home favorite by two and a half. The total for this game, 42 and a half. Mike Yam sees a tough, low scoring affair, but the Broncos win it in the end. He says 21 17. Chase Daniel agrees this one will be tight to the end, but the Broncos find a way at home and win it 23 20. And finally, the Monday night football game, Super Bowl 57 and a half between Eagles Chiefs. Kansas City, the home team, the home favorite, two and a half points is the spread, 45 and a half points is the total. Let's go ahead and one more time sound the upset alert. Mikey Ann believes the Philadelphia Eagles, the road team, will win it in a tight one, 28 27. Chase Daniel says, uh-uh, not so fast. It will be tight. It will be close. It will go down to the end. But the home team Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs, will win this one. Chase Daniel's final score, Chiefs 20, Eagles 17. Okay, listener, there they are. Game picks and score predictions for all of the week 11 games. Now, look, please use this as a guide to better understand and enjoy these games. And always, if you do wager a buck or two, do it wisely, do it soberly, and do it within your means. I want to thank today's special guests one more time, Mikey Am and Chase Daniel, and of course a special shout out to the phenom, the fantasy phenom, Adam Rank, for his three-minute warning. Please join us next week on Tuesday when we will recap all of the Week 11 action by asking the questions that need to be answered. And you know what? Let's also take a look at who is posing proudly in the playoff picture in both the NFC and the AFC. That seems like a good idea, so let's do that. Until then, take care of you and your crew. Good luck to your NFL team and your fantasy team, and win, damn it, win! You know, unless you're playing me. Thank you for your time today. Let's circle back Tuesday. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.